0: The Survival and Basic Madass Podcast, Kevin and Chuck. Today, well, we're going to talk about a, a world currency. We're going to talk a little bit about a digital currency and what that world would look like, and kind of what you can do to prepare for it as a prepper. Because um, it turns out that would have an effect on your life, and we're going to kind of get into that. So make sure that uh you know you guys uh like and subscribe cuz that helps everything go better but uh otherwise let's uh jump right into it and here we go so basically the uh, federal reserve every year they kind of get together and actually every year they get there and they talk about kind of what they want to do and this last session they had kind of postulated hey, what would it be like if we had a digital currency? Would it be good, bad? And to be honest, the immediate answer was we kind of think at the moment there might be more cons than there are pros. Um, now, basically, you know, right now the dollar is the US reserve currency. Now, what a reserve currency is, all it means is it's the primary currency that the country uses. So, you know, your main source of trade. And so everything is valued and based on that. Now, right now, the dollar is the reserve currency of the world, which when it comes to export. Okay. So when you trade gold or when you trade oil, they usually value it in dollars. And obviously you can, you know, point out to me that, you know, lately that's starting to change, you know, things are starting to, to, you know, be up, upside a little bit. So like right now, you know, it used to be that the U S dollar was backed by gold. And then we kind of switched it where it's backed by oil and that's a little loose. What even gives the dollar value, Kevin? Like wh- where are we at here? What makes yeah. that paper even yeah, worth I anything? Mean,
1: when you want to get down to the basics of it, it's basically that we all just agree that it's worth something. Um, it's kind of shaky, but
0: the full faith uh, and credit of uh, the U.S. government.
1: Yeah, how we how we decide on what a dollar is worth is based on a bunch of things. What the first one is the exchange rate, um, comparing the U.S. dollar to other other currencies. But that also involves uh, interest rates, um, debt levels, and strength of the economy. The U.S. national debt right now is uh, $31,274,800,000. It was $888 million when I when I started, but before we sh- uh, started the show, it went up to $889 million. So we're just going through millions of dollars a, a, a minute here going up in the national debt. It doesn't, it's not, it's not creeping. It's climbing. Uh, The other, one of the other major things is the uh, treasury notes. Basically uh, the Federal Reserve is, is printing treasury notes and people, people will pay more or less, they'll bid more or less than the value of these treasury notes based on what they, uh, they think the dollar is going to be for. The other one is foreign currency reserves. So that's other countries that have U.S. dollars stored. And the biggest holders of those is uh, Japan and China. Um, but most countries have a, a supply of U.S. dollars. Who Just wouldn't? like the U.S. has supplies of other nations' currency.
0: I have like a 20 in the glove box in my truck. So, I mean, mm-hmm. there's that. You know, we all have a little bit, something, yeah. somewhere. A little something
1: yeah. that we're holding on to.
0: Right. And what's a rainy is,
1: day fund that we that we all keep in our, our glove box or <sighs> back of our wallet or something.
0: Exactly. So the thing is though, it doesn't even have to be like there isn't paper money for all the money that's you know US dollars. Like if you add up what's in everybody's bank account and went around, there's not actually that much money. So we already have a version of a digital currency. It's that's just right. a potpourri, a mixture, if you will. Mm-hmm. So the Federal Reserve, they laid out, they were like, well, let's do a pros and cons list because that's what you do in government, I guess. I don't know. I didn't even think they considered shit.
1: Oh, you're trying to decide which girl to date,
0: but I guess... Exactly, you know, right? They they heard about it in high school. And so they said it would give poor people more access you know, because poor people, the paper money is just tough. But if you were right. like, I could just send it to you with Venmo, then that would be easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, but okay. I'm not sure that was a legitimate thing, but that was their first thing they came up with is like, uh, oh, this would be great. It would be faster and cheaper. So like you could just use your Apple Watch or, you know what we could do? We could put a chip in your arm.
1: Oh, that'd be good.
0: And right. then you could just swipe your arm. I, I've just heard of it. That. yeah, get you can do that. All right. So that's an option. Um, it would preserve the dollar status. So you know how we're like so respected throughout the world, and people are like, the dollar, that's solid. This might right. help encourage that. And and that was sarcasm if you didn't catch that. Right. Yeah, there. I get that, it. I get it. Oh, you saw it? Okay. Um some of the cons would be they said it would increase credit costs um i'm not really sure how they got there the uh they said that it would also be negative to poor people because they would uh oh because of the increased credit costs um pretty much that was it they said something about lower deposits didn't really make any sense i i don't know They talk. I I just, you know, you know how it is. No, that's not what you want from the guy giving you the speech. Well, that's the thing. They're all kind of talking out of their ass. So anyway, they put it out for a comment for 100 days. And then if people all liked it, the Congress would have to approve it. And then we could go along with it. But the bottom line, it's not really going to happen right now that's yeah. as far as the us with a digital well, currency
1: yeah things have to gear up and get in the right right position you know
0: right so
1: what are what are some things that might push us towards a di- digital currency like what one of the one of the things that um would would uh cause the US dollar to collapse that we'd want to get moved into a digital currency things like um disruptions to the supply chain you know let me know if you've heard of, heard of any of these these things going on.
0: Let's throw uh, some, some
1: sort out we we'll financial ponder it. crisis uh some sort of a world crisis can you think of anything that's happened in the past couple of years uh high interest rates i haven't heard any i've never any heard of that yeah high interest rates um low consumer confidence uh that's that's not not really stagnant wages and reduced real world wages so so uh a reduction in what your actual paycheck can buy month to month. Um, I haven't
0: noticed that.
1: You know, I haven't heard of anybody getting any raises recently. So that's probably, uh, you know, maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm just out of my mind. But a lot of those things all seem like they're falling into place, either intentionally or unintentionally, that would want to move us to a, a digital currency.
0: Right. Yeah. You'd like my, uh, people been a little disgruntled when, uh, this whole coat at my, my current employment, the, uh, the company was like, uh, during COVID, I think we got like a a 65 cent raise for cost of living or something for that whole, like four years or whatever, you know, and I'm not talking like one year, I mean, like all of COVID right. They're like, Oh yeah, we'll throw you a little something, you know? Right. Right. And so an
1: extra $20 a week.
0: They just, they just sent a corporate guy to come, uh, you know, kind of quash the uh, the concern, right? And he comes out and they're like, um, we can't help. but All right. So they're having a real hard time getting employees. And you've probably heard this with COVID right now, that companies are having a hard time, you know, finding people who want to work. Right. It turns out you have a hard time finding people who want to work when you want to pay nothing.
1: Right. Right. So,
0: right. So. Apparently the big disgruntledness is, well, um, you're hiring people at $5 more an hour than guys who've been here 15 years. Mm-hmm. And like, we're not talking about like awesome people. We're talking about somebody just graduated from high school yesterday. Right. Brand new. And they're getting five bucks more an hour. Well, cause yeah, that's the only way they would take the job. Right. And then they're like, well, that's not right because we have skill and have been here because we've developed these skills, whatever. Um, And so basically, don't worry. We've reviewed everything. Now, mind you, a lot of people have already quit. Right. We've reviewed everything. And it turns out that we are willing, if you've been here for 20 years or whatever, to bring you up to the new higher pay.
1: So that you can get paid the same amount of money the same
0: as the as brand as the new, new guy. guy that just right. walked in. You're not going to make less because we're not going to disrespect you like that.
1: Yeah. Uh, just to and I was clear. Like,
0: that's not great.
1: Yeah, yeah. the hiring <laughs> budget is always higher than the uh, employee retention budget. So that, that's how if that you're works. ever thinking about increasing your pay think about changing jobs. That's just the well, way.
0: Well, dude, that's that's what the corporate guy said. He was like, "Well, if you have a better offer, you may want to move there." And I was just yeah. like, "Oh shit." Cuz I say that to people all the time. Whatever they're mentioning, I'm like, mm-hmm. "Oh, you got a better offer? You should take that." Yeah. And they're like, "Well, yeah. well that's not what I mean." I Yeah, no, the I'm thing like, is Dope.
1: people are starting to take that better offer and a lot of companies are suffering because of that. <laughs> Losing uh Yeah losing what do they call it brain drain when a country loses it that same yes. thing when a when a company does it but yeah that's none of my business
0: no no we're just putting that out there so like i said i think we have a little time with the us dollar um but it turns out there are certain countries now you're you're going to be shocked when i say this but there are certain countries that are kind of getting fed up with America manipulating things. So here's it. I, I know, I know it's, it's outrageous. Here's what I have. turns out that when we're controlling everything right right now, we're like, yeah, since it doesn't affect anything, we could just print more money and everybody still has to deal with it. And we keep printing more money and printing more money. Okay. and manipulating things All right, so and people smart. are like, Hey, okay. well, wait, I know it is smart until you hit the point where you piss everybody off. And that's kind of like the same thing with your employer. You can push okay. so far and then you get to the point where it's like, no, no, I don't think so.
1: It's like that so, company that keeps laying people off and, and expanding the remaining yeah, employees work duties without. increasing yes, their pay.
0: Yes. Yes. Okay. So it turns out there are some people – now, federal U.S. government officials might call them bad actors. Mm-hmm. I, I know Obama liked that term, bad actors. Right. But we're, we're going to say other government leaders, such as – there's this guy Putin you maybe heard of?
1: No, I, I haven't heard All right.
0: Of well, he's got a little country up north in Europe there, kind of okay. – it's north of Europe to the east a little – I don't know. Anyway. All right. So he's got a little country, a little ragtag thing going on. And he's like, hey, I have a plan. It turns out that there's a lot of people who don't like America. And he called up his buddies in Brazil. He called up his buddies in India. He called up his buddies in China. He called up his buddies in South Africa. And he said, let's all get together. And we can call it the BRICS. Right. And BRICS is Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. And it turns out.
1: Did they put those countries in that order just so they could have the acronym?
0: Yeah. Because I feel like Russia would have come first or China. You know, China's like really the big dog. So, but check this out. Now, these countries are like, you know, we're kind of tired of America bullying us around. And we have. 41% of the world population in these countries, right? When you add those countries up, they control 26% of the world's oil. They have 46% of the world's wheat, 50% of the world's iron ore, and 40% of the world's corn. Okay. And it, it turns out also some other guys like Turkey, Iran, Argentina, Saudi Arabia these are popular countries I think if you add Saudi Arabia the oil goes up pretty significantly um and they're all like hey you know we'd like to get in on this too and they said how about
1: oh, no no they're gonna mess up the acronym it's not gonna yeah, work it, anymore well, when
0: they don't get included if you're not if you're not an early starter like the original 13 colonies then you don't get like the full oh, the full say you know so we call it the bricks nations and they're like hey let's get together we're gonna freaking uh challenge the dollar and we're gonna uh basically come up with a new currency and even better to give ours credibility how about we make ours back by gold ooh and they're like, what? Wait, That's wait, wild. whoa, whoa. And then they're like, it'll be even more awkward and embarrassing for the United States because they say they have all this gold, but we don't think there's any really there. What? So when they go to like trade it in for their bricks dollars, the US will be like, um, yeah, I have some, it's back here just don't look at it and i'm going to put it in a bag i'm going to hand you a big bag mm-hmm. and just just put it somewhere safe don't don't even look at it it's kind of gone something like that okay. and and that's our plan so they haven't pulled this off but they keep going all the time that this is their plan um the, as recently as june 2022 at the G7 summit this was their you know, their plan. So right. that's that's where we're at on that. Now I don't know. So China is actually ahead of the curb on this. And China is like, hey, if this BRICS thing doesn't pan out, we're gonna do our own um digital currency. We're already well, on good. board. Now it's they've they actually have a lot
1: of problems with uh controlling their population. It yes. seems like that might be good for that. That's that could
0: be weird. good. So, China has actually implemented a small percentage of their money is working out with this digital currency, and they're already like underway. This is happening. All right. Um, a small percentage, not you know, not not everything. They they're still there, the yuan or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. Um, so anyway, China's hard at work on that. They said this is an excellent idea. We want to do this. Because it will be great for us. This is their words, not mine, to control the population. Yeah, okay, good. Because we can control everything they spend, we can track what they do, and this is you're gonna love this one. If they get out of line and don't do what we want, we just cut them off. Oh, you have (laughs) no more money. You got like like fuck you, and you know, so that's a thing. So I thought that was kind of a neat idea, something fun you could, you know, implement and do. So that's that's the idea there. So that's really where it comes into the whole prepper thing, and, and how it relates to the the survival, you know, prepper podcast kind of thing is. You got to realize the kind of power grab that would happen if we go to a di- complete digital currency. Um, right. What kind? trying to control that the government. And is there anything we could even do to prepare Kevin? Like, are we just screwed?
1: Well, I'll tell you this. The United States is the most indebted country in the entire history of the world. Okay. Uh, Between credit card debt, national debt, mortgages, car payments. The United States has more debt per person than any, any country in history. Uh, that economically we're overextended so i think honestly i think it would be great to have a digital currency um you know and then then uh we could just let the government think for us we wouldn't even have to make our, any of our own decisions we could just be poor own nothing and be happy about it i don't understand what the problem is here don't you don't you want the government to take care of you chuck
0: but that only sounds right i mean you know it, it's one of those things like i don't know if if you remember, but when you're in boot camp, the guys who like have their own opinions and free will, kind of that whole like American mindset that they struggle. Cause they're like, mm-hmm. oh, you can't tell me what to do. I'm my own man. I've been wiping my ass since I was five, you know, like mm-hmm. something like that. But once you realize, Hey, they make every decision. They tell me when I have to take a piss. They tell me when to go shit. They tell me when to take a shower. I don't have to think about anything. And I could just like stare at the wall, drool a little bit, accept life. And, you know, when you do that, it it allows you to focus and free up time for everything else. It just makes the world better. Kevin, if you just give up and just do what you're told, life is easier for everyone. Um, I'm not sure that's kind of that American spirit that kind of goes contrary to our DNA. Mm-hmm. Um, you probably don't remember, but there was this England thing and we were like, you know, we do just want to go along and say, yes, yes, Lord. And, and do what we're told. But sometimes you can do your own thing and be like, no, screw you. It, I, I, It's that whole punk rock thing. You know, it really comes back to, yeah. you know, Sid Vicious and the whole, you know, no, no, I'm not going to do what you tell me. Rage against the machine. You know, you you get the idea. So bottom line, sorry, I went off on a little tirade there, but uh, I don't know. Anyway, complete control. You have no choices. You can't do things without the government being aware of it. And now you're, you're going to then tell me, well, Chuck, what would you possibly have to hide only if you're a criminal would that concern you? Right. You know, you, again, I mean, my, my sarcasm is like limitless, but I I would say that over time, what the government wants and demands from us has shifted. It's not the same. Um, It kind of goes back to really, I don't know. I I noticed the big change in after September 11th. I think the police, you know, 2001, the the police went from that, hey, like, to be honest, I was thinking about this the other day. If you remember before September 11th, if a cop came up to you on the street and was like, hey, what's your name? Whatever. You'd be like, well, one, a cop wouldn't even do that. But two, if a cop's like, hey, what's your name? You'd be like, oh, Johnny, hi, how's it going? Not, oh, show me your ID. No, I need your full name and your date of birth and your, no. And then two, if they're like, oh, you know, I just interacted with you. I need to frisk you because I don't feel safe. Guess what? Prior to September 11th, 2001, you probably would have got punched in the face. Yeah. And they would have been like, what the hell's wrong with you? But now we're like, oh, well, you know, terrorism, we we better just comply. And that became the norm. That actually became the new policy was to frisk everybody they came up with. That would never have flown before September 11th. That's a complete change in attitude. And now you're like, oh, we we just do what we're told. Mm -hmm. That would if you had punched a cop in the face before for that, ever you would have gone to court and they would have been like, yeah, what the hell, cop? Is he trying to assault you? Is he some kind of pervert? And they would have just got rid of him. Now it's like, oh, how dare you question authority, you know? Yeah. yeah. And we'll send yeah, the you, the ghetto, you know? used to get right.
1: something. And, and it doesn't apparently anymore, uh, a right to be secure in your person and papers, but also stop and frisk, you know, New York city, they could just stop you and, and pat right. you down for no fucking reason. They don't even have to have a reason, uh, but whatever, you know, you know, different strokes, I guess, I guess some, some people get off on feeling up with the other dudes junk, but I mean, you know,
0: whatever you, you what want to I grab business? some, right. Yeah. Um, that's the thing though. And my, my, the reason I bring that up is it's just that over time, the, uh, over time you need to, uh, you know, the, the authority of the government, that kind of stuff keeps changing, you know, over time it, they keep expanding their powers and taking more from you. And you have to realize that that's the direction that it's going to go. And the more control that we give people over us. And if you can control the entire monetary system and control exactly what people are spending money on, um, we already, you know, know they have, you know, where they can track and control your travel and that kind of thing. They know where you're going, what you're doing um, especially when you live in the populated areas, you know, where they have all kinds of ridiculous, uh, you know, the easy pass and all this other stuff, they're watching you everywhere you go. Um, basically, you know, you, you, watch these TV shows and they're like, oh, this car went here, 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 and here. And, you know, we have license plate readers set up in a lot of the cities and towns and it's basically more control and more authority. Right. And you just have to be aware of what's going on and what you're giving up. Right.
1: Right. Everybody has a GPS tracker in their pocket. You know, everybody's got a microphone in their pocket. Everybody's got a, uh, you know, got a, a list of everything that they spent their credit card on, you know, spent money on. Everybody's got a list, a list of their license plate everywhere they go through, you know, uh, easy pass in New York state and, and New Jersey. I, you know what I mean? It's it's uh, it's uh like we're asking. It's like we're asking them to just start collecting our data and, and keeping track of every, everything we do. And maybe there's not a public social credit score, but they know what you're up to. And you can pretend that they don't. You can pretend that nobody actually gives a shit about you, but as soon as they do, they can pull up all your information and figure out every little thing that you're into. Um, you know, you like to go down to... Um, Maybe you like to go down to car dealerships and break in and change the spark plugs around and and run the engine so you can jerk off for fun. Kevin, they call it cranking. I've that I've just really
0: sounds ridiculous.
1: Maybe, ridiculous. maybe what you want to steal a dump truck and rearrange the spark plugs so it runs rough and it gives direction. Maybe that's what you're into. That's none of my business, but now the government knows everything about you and they can catch you when you do that. Um, what? Just caught a guy recently doing that. Apparently, that's a thing. And the way they found him is, uh, they found the blood from when he punched in the, uh, the window, and uh, tracked it to his DNA, and and promptly arrested him. You can't even masturbate in other people's cars anymore. It's ridiculous.
0: Kevin, but the world's a ugly turn.
1: <laughs> the world's going downhill, Chuck. The world is going downhill, and the only Solution we have is to start tracking everybody. Every single thing they do. And a great way to do that is make a digital currency. Then we can keep track of everything they do. You want to buy illegal drugs? Not anymore. You want to buy something from a... uh, Maybe you want to get something from a yard sale. That isn't approved. Is that person paying taxes? Are they paying taxes on that income from the yard sale? Because that's the law. They should be. Now they're in deep shit because they didn't pay pay the taxes on that forty dollars they made that week right what are you gonna do everybody's in trouble if everything's against the law and everyone's a criminal you can arrest anybody for anything you want whenever you want to do it
0: exactly I mean that's that's kind of how it all comes down though I mean you know really but the bigger thing is that it actually gives them the tool of power of cutting you off mm-hmm. and that's huge too um like I said China, were, you know, China's usually a little bit more open about their intentions.
1: Right. They, they at um, least are honestly, you know, they're, they, at least they have,
0: honest. right.
1: You know, they they'll, have, they'll, you know, they'll tell you when they're going to fuck you up the ass.
0: Oh, Kevin.
1: They're, they'll tell you you they're about to do it. You know, some countries, you just get woken up that way. Surprise sex is what they call it, right? That's... Maybe the United States is kind of more of a surprise sex uh, operator than a than a real pimp, you know?
0: Oh, Lord. Kevin is taking a turn for the worse. You know, people are in the car with their children, and <laughs> then they get you. They wake up to Kevin in the morning. That's, yeah, morning. You know, maybe you're, you're just morning, showing everybody. people what it could be like, you know? to wake up and find that kind of shock. (laughs) There you have it. I' I, Speechless. Um, But the bottom line, that's it. They just, when they have that kind of control, you have no options and it really can shut everything down. And so from a country point of view, it will take away a lot of America's ability. Um, Think of it, Right now we can print more money, right? So, if we're like, hey, you know, we want to give a bailout and send everybody a two thousand dollar check, and it's also a way to uh, redistribute wealth, you know,
1: right.
0: we can. Well, let's. Right, because
1: like, be when I print though, more money, they, yeah. they sent two thousand dollars to every every citizen in the United States. That's a lot of people, but yeah. that's not anywhere near the amount of money that they gave to to companies in. Uh, loans that were all forgiven. You know what I mean? There is a good $7 wow. trillion dollars that just went out to people, to corporations that didn't need that money and they just got to keep it. So, I mean, it's, it's good for everybody, you know, to redistribute right. the wealth to the, to the top of the class and the bottom. And, you know, fuck the middle class, I guess. There's no point in having a middle class anymore. As long as well, they got to keep class working, has enough money to spend. It's fine.
0: Right. We got to keep working. But the idea is we just print money whenever we want more. And this is kind of, you know, they they keep saying that it doesn't matter and that it'll, you know, all be okay and just accept it. And don't worry, it'll never bite you in the ass. Well, that's kind of been an issue. And so if we actually moved into a kind of world currency that's acknowledged or even had something that was considered the standard where oil or something was based in this reserve currency, even if we kept our dollars in the United States, printing more money would not have the same effect anymore. We wouldn't have the ability to, you know, really just kind of control everything. Because right now when we print more money, because it's the reserve currency of the world, or at least of oil, right now when we print more money, everybody gets screwed. When there's a, another major currency that has real value and we print more money. We just screw America. So it's almost like you're taking the credit card away from America. Um, Cause right now that's how we get more credit is we just print more money. Kevin had mentioned earlier that we issue bonds. Um, that That's what we do. It's just like, Oh yeah, we're we'll just borrow that. And don't worry about it. But when, There's actually a standard and something to compare it to. We don't have that option anymore. Yeah, we can issue more bonds, but it's going to affect us directly. That's like saying, oh, well, I could give myself a credit card. Well, yeah, you could loan yourself money, but it's not really going to do anything because nobody else is going to take it. You know, it's like, oh, well, you know, I can go upstairs right now with my printer and print out another $500 and go to the store. And you go to the store being the rest of the world and be like, yeah, here's my $500. And you're going to, they're going to be like, yeah, you just printed that. That doesn't mean anything. That's mm-hmm. kind of what we're doing um, right now because everybody uses that same printer. It's okay. Yeah. But when there's another printer and it's actually backed by something, we could really be screwed. Yeah. Um, well,
1: that's why That's why my name today is, is rich Rich uncle penny bags. That's, that's Mr. Monopoly from the Monopoly game. That's his actual name. You know, if you just, just grab all that Monopoly money and and go to the store, it ain't going to get you anywhere. Just like printing your own money. Yeah. Um, You know, you got to do a little bit better than, uh, than Mr. Monopoly, but I guess, uh, when you own the bank, you can do whatever you want with it.
0: So now how do you protect yourself against something like this from being an issue? What you can do is you can start buying real physical assets. Um, Gold and silver are great. However, there does come a point where what value does it really have? It has value in trade to other countries. But I know when there's no products getting here, it doesn't do you any good. And when people are worried about putting food on their table, they don't care about gold or silver. They're worried about food. I mean, obviously if they can go trade uh, bottom line, if I have a ton of food and you have a ton of gold and silver and everybody's starving to death, which one would you rather have? Right. It, it doesn't, you know, but there's no other food to buy. You know what I'm saying? When food becomes the finite resource, then gold and silver, not so much. So financially dollar value, gold and silver is pretty cool. Um, my opinion again just my opinion silver has a lot more room to grow and increase in value i feel like the price of silver doubling versus the price of gold doubling it's a lot more likely that silver would increase mm-hmm. silver it's also an item is smaller denominationally where you can break it up and trade for things mm-hmm. i think that's kind of cool um I think gold has value though. And I think if gold was the right price, I would buy. Um, But the right price is a lot cheaper than it is right now. Um, Silver, it's still at a reasonable price. But I think that these are things you can do over time to slowly build up. I would watch the markets and watch for the dips and, and pick up some silver when it comes. But there, it turns out there's other precious metals you might want to invest in That's um true. lead is one that i i like to invest in um if you collect a lot of lead i've heard that has value
1: right, um, right. When, uh, when it's <clears throat> shaped in a certain way
0: yeah you um, can you know mix it up yeah in different sizes you know whatever right um brass yeah. also brass and lead and gunpowder mhm um so you know, if- food things that you expect to go up. Go right. On.
1: Right, exactly, exactly. Things that you expect to go up. Things that are going to hold their value. Um things that you can buy that you can set and forget for for a couple of years and it's still going to be valuable when you when you break into that piggy bank again. Um another thing that uh that's important right now is is figuring out ways to cut costs. Um, yeah, you have a job now, but there's big layoffs coming for a lot of companies yes. in the next year or so. And I would, I would uh, maybe think about that. Be a little preemptive with it. Um, have a, have a couple of uh, weeks worth of food stored up. You know, have some, have some stuff squirreled away so that uh, without an income, you can still manage to survive for a little while. Um, beef up that resume if you can. Learn some new skills.
0: Maybe get that pay raise that, you know, maybe make that lateral move, you know, like Evan was talking about. Um, Another thing you might want to think about is that, uh, you know, you need to uh, have things that are going to sustain you, but also like streamline your expenses. So what I mean by that is, you know, maybe you have Netflix, Hulu, Prime, whatever. Which one are you really watching? Is there one that, you know, is better than the other? Um, if Netflix tries to sneak in this whole commercial nonsense, they're talking about and they go full time, turns out you can just get that from your Roku TV if you want, you know, commercials. So Hulu has a cheap plan for that. You know, there's no, don't get bullied is what I'm saying. But a lot of people have subscriptions that they don't even use anymore. They're not even aware of, um, maybe, maybe take note of that. Maybe see if you can update this and, you know, kind of streamline your bills. It uh, turns out $10, $15 a month, it adds up over time. Um, So cut that stuff out. But I would say things that you're going to buy, maybe start to buy those assets now if you have the cash. I wouldn't get into debt over to buy, you know, certain things. Um, I would almost consider a little debt to kind of up your food storage a little bit, you know, and I'm not talking about, uh, I don't know, maybe that's just wrong. We'll go with that. But I would say having something on hand is, is very important. Having some food that would last you a little bit. Um, Think about, you know, just buying extra when you can. I know you think things are going up in price, but it turns up, out they're going right, to keep so, going up. Yeah, exactly. It, it is the point. Um the the US government is actually talking about um kind of buying back some of that 30 uh 30 trillion dollars we have out there and kind of shrinking the amount of dollars out there. And that's just going to make things worse, but they don't know how to get a handle on inflation. And right. these things can really cause things to escalate. Now, We've gone with this mindset as a country too long where we can just keep printing money and it's going to have no consequence. And you know what? I honestly was starting to think I was crazy because I was like, well, look, there is no consequence. I mean, we went way beyond the threshold that I believed, you know, problems would happen. I was like, well, if we hit 20 trillion, that's whoa, you know, we're That'll out of control. The of it, right? That's the end. The whole thing is going to fall apart and they were like oh yeah you think that's cool watch this you know and we just kept going hold my beer and for a long time it just didn't matter you know and that's the thing but it turns out the buck might be about to stop and we're starting to see real consequences and you're seeing it when you go to buy a house and stuff and that's the thing like honestly having a place to live is awesome. And I hope you already have a mortgage that's, you know, at a reasonable rate and that you're set somewhere and, you know, you have cheap rent sustained or, you know, even better, you own your own place, but now you need to start looking for value because I don't see real estate going up with interest rates going up. Um, But also you have to have somewhere to live and rent is going to go up if you don't right. and buy a I'm place.
1: building houses right now cuz it's not worth the money to do it.
0: It it just it's just going to be a mess. So the bottom line is, you need to pay down your debt. You need to build up the supplies that you need. You need to build up things that have trade value. But it's got to be something that people need. I got to say, I'm not spending 60 grand on a classic car when I can't afford to feed my family. and there's a lot less buyers for your high-end cars, then, you know, that's not the kind of thing that's going to retain value. Now, is a working car in that $5,000 price range that's quality going to probably go up in value? It probably is. Mm -hmm. But you're just not going to get that nostalgia kind of thing out of the other. Now, I will say that that is the time to buy Things like luxury cars and stuff, if you're you know, fat and whatever with money, when the value comes down, you buy when things are low, you sell when they're high, it doesn't go the other way. Mm-hmm. And right now things are high in price, but they're about to go down in value, but new things are only going to go higher. You need to uh, just find a way to protect your assets by buying things that you need. Buy things that people can't live without and you can't go wrong is what I would tell you. Um, and I would say more so having physical assets. I mean, I understand like commodities and things like that in the market and they are going to go up. You know, things like wheat and and corn and, and the oil and these things will go up. But having physical assets will protect you a lot better than things that are remote. But I would say spread it around. So with that, I would say, you know, like and subscribe to the uh, YouTube channel. If you're listening on the podcast, we love when you leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing, how it's going. Um, You have show ideas, thoughts, concerns, things you want to tell us. You can email us at preppingbadass at gmail.com. You want some badass gear, preppingbadass.com.
1: And otherwise, I would say stay safe, and we'll talk to you guys next week. The Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network.